0: Whoa. What's up, Jolyn?
1: What's going on? I had to switch audio.
0: <laughs> well, it's going to be a very much so interesting day. I just okay. want to say that. I'm. You never know what's going to happen today. I just want to let you
1: know that. I, I mean, it is the last day of Black History Month, even though Black History is year round. It is like, I mean, I we live like, it every day. I know, but, you know, I feel like we need to, I mean, you know, you're Black, but we need to, like, (laughs) add it, you know, increase the the Blackness, don't you think?
0: I think we just need to increase it all today, so I think we're going to definitely turn it up today, but, you know, let's get some of the, you know, the formalities out of the way, right? Should we, you
1: know? Yeah, but let me see what your shirt says first.
0: Oh, you know, uh, shout outs to, you know, the tribal chief out here, you know, God mode, greatness Mm -hmm. on a different level, Uh, so... It should be, uh, it's gonna be a good day. I I've, When I wear this shirt, I feel mm-hmm. so empowered because I feel like something is gonna happen, but you know, I may have another thing up my sleeve, but you know, before we get into all that, what's good, everybody? I am Mark Monroe, accompanied by my wonderful co host, co producer, co creator, and all things galactic. Give it up for none other than the wonderful.
1: Yo, is Jalen GC in the place to be? What does it, cousins, on this fine Tuesday?
0: Yes. And welcome to the come up series. If you're new, go ahead and like, subscribe, and you know, throughout the show, feel free to comment down below if you have questions. We can always like check back in and Fill out those questions, or make sure you hit it up in the chat. Tell us where you're coming from today. Mm-hmm. As Jolyn has said, today is technically the last day of Black History Month, but not Black History Year, because we out here 365 days a year, sometimes 366. so <laughs> we out here. Uh, but you know, we'd be remiss today because we felt like we wanted to do something very special for y'all. So <sighs> without further ado, go ahead and cue that intro for me. So today, y'all, it's going to be a little bit different. I know that you guys are always expecting us to give you something for executive education. And don't worry, we're definitely going to do that. But I think that we would be a little bit remiss if we didn't add a little bit more to the flavor today. Right, Jolyn? Yeah. All right. So, you know, I'm just going to, you know, make a little bit of a wardrobe change real quick. You know, because, you know, this is going to be on some galactic stuff here, Jolene. We out here facing multiverses. And so okay. we got to bring in some other superheroes because, you know, it's a whole new phase out here. So pandemic is over. So I feel like we're in like phase two, phase three.
1: Okay. So, uh,
0: you know. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Yes. I so... Can't you know i think it's time that essentially that we like let folks know like okay i think it's time to assemble the financial avenger so without further ado let's go ahead and bring some of the family in the room so that way people can understand what kind of heat we're coming in oh wow okay okay Uh, all right okay (laughs) okay (laughs) who else we got Uh, all right That's what I'm talking about. What? Okay. Oh, the I, the I, champ is... I, okay. <laughs> all right. Hello? All right. All right. What does it, cousins? How are y'all doing tonight? What's happening? Hello. What's, What's going on? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, man. Tonight, I feel like, you know, it's going to be pretty legendary. You know, first things first, I definitely want to send a huge shout out to Lawrence, who definitely has been killing the game on mondays and then of course we got to give it up to mark and mo who have definitely been rocking the mics on thursday for money market Truths. so think about it we got money night take we got uh, money market truths but you know we got some other people in the room here and then of course we got the elder statesman the the wise man of course give it up for uncle charles in the building ladies and gentlemen
2: Thank you for, for
0: blessing yeah, us to, tonight. And then, of course, we got some other people in the room. For example, we got none other than our financial advisor, Mr. Christopher W. Bush.
3: Hey, hey, hey.
0: <laughs> and of course, you know, you can't be it's like with financial advisement, you also have to come forth with them taxes and the and that accounting. So we got to see how that's running. So, of course, give a shout out to our cousin, Abby Joseph in the hey. building. And then, you know, you guys have like, you know, it's kind of weird, like in this kind of sense, because. You know, he hails from the same world in which that we come from. We come from the machine world where startups are built, that grit and everything else. So who else to bring to the table than none other than the brain, a.k.a. Mr. Brian, Brian Cliette. Ladies and gentlemen,
3: hey. welcome,
0: welcome, welcome. All right. So we got a lot to get into. So. uh Uncle Charles, you you know, we've been having some conversations lately, you know, and you know, I think I've been having conversations with all y'all throughout like last year and also going into this year. <sighs> Family, y'all got your water? I want to make sure y'all got your water. Like is everybody like ready to be hydrated and everything else? You know, we can't have nobody getting dehydrated on the, on the on the live or okay. So <laughs> we're, we're we're here. All right. So we got a lot to get into we got to talk about you know culture we got to talk about the state of finance we got to talk about the state of markets we got to talk about planning and financial advisement so uncle charles like you know and we got uncle charles here and he's definitely going to help us set the room because with a lot of personalities in the room you need wise advisement and counsel (laughs) So, Uncle Charles, how do you think that we should start here? Because, you know, we we need a pulse to get started.
4: Well, there's been a lot going on these past few weeks, Mark, and you and I have been having some very serious conversations about what's going on among the the culture in the market, how people are being treated out here in this market. So I think, you know, where I would like to start is, you know, you and Jolene have done an awesome job, I must say, with this whole financial education thing, executive education. It's been wonderful. But I think where I would like to start, Mark, right now is more on the executive education side. Just give us an overview right now of where you think we are in this first quarter of the market. Okay. Okay. And then what to look for going into the second and third quarter of the market. We won't worry okay. about the fourth quarter, that's way out. But I know Lawrence and Mark and Moe have all been talking about what they foresee and we'll get their opinion also. But I'd okay. like to start with you first and then we'll go from there. Okay,
0: all right. So, and I hope that if you're at home, well, hopefully not like driving and taking notes because that would be terrible, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wherever you're listening at, uh, definitely make sure you take notes, but if you can't, don't worry, it's, it's recorded, so you can always come back and listen and take your notes. And shout out to our cousins on LinkedIn, by the way, so I want to get that stuff out, uh, you know, get the orderly stuff out of the way. All right, so where are we at right now? So we just went through a terrible 2022 in the stock market for equities, um, but then we also have to look at it as it pertains to the financial health for a lot of companies. And so I think going, as we were in 2022, there was a lot of speculation and there was a lot of thought process that as we, as the price of, as the cost of capital goes up, the health of a lot of those companies really goes under scrutiny. So, which means that you really have to question those earnings and especially in a, in a market where you see that the Fed starts tightening on monetary policy, as well as raising rates to fight off inflation. That really hits a lot of companies. Now, where are we at today? I think that a lot of companies have taken their medicine. I still think that we're in that phase where don't be expecting record-breaking blowout earnings from a lot of the companies. I okay. think that what you should be expecting is, you know, pretty much if you're looking at earnings per se, expect either slight beat or, you know, average beat or slight miss. Uh, or you could possibly also hear for some companies, you could also hear a terrible miss. A lot of companies that walked in at the end of 2022, uh, set the bar was set very, very low as it pertains to expectations. And I think that I can probably say with a little bit of confidence now, I think that we're at, what is it, 74 to, what is it, 77% of the companies in the S&P 500. That have reported i think that they pretty much came either in line or you know slight beats on their earnings
2: okay. and then
0: it comes down to this thing where we're looking at the guidance so again a lot of analysts you know that walked into that walked out of 2022 going into 2023 had their expectations had their thesis put into place now here's the interesting part and i've actually had this conversation with lawrence before where now that those analysts have put out their numbers, have put out their targets for the next, let's say six to 12 months. So now that you're starting to see earnings come through, we're now in this period where a lot of folks now have to chew on the data of what's in front of them. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? So let's just say if I put a price target on a company like Apple for, let's say, over the next six to 12 months at, let's say a 170 price target, now I'm looking at, okay, hey, well, what is it that we're expecting from Apple? What does the economics say? Are there any potential hurdles that could ultimately hit hit the company as it pertains to cost per share? Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, it's like the other part is, and you've seen it on Lawrence's show, where a lot of times people are looking at PE. So again, this is now the time where we're in the market where everybody's shopping for bargains. So they're looking for bargain companies that are strong, healthy companies that have definitely got clipped or definitely got shaved with everybody else because of the events that took place last year from the Federal Reserve and other economic, you know, issues. So I think that we're now at this point in time where we're looking at and saying, okay, hey, what's what's viable? What business is actually viable in this market and looking forward? Um, And then on top of that, what companies can withstand if things get potentially worse for the market? Uh, Because there still is some of that speculation there. A lot of it's kind of like fleshed out with the 2022. Um, But again, it's like we're really at this point now where I think that everybody's now starting to they're starting to accumulate good companies and they're starting to separate the good companies from the rest of the herd. And I think okay. that you're going to see that play out all the way. I think my trajectory going out to probably about May. Mm-hmm. And then I think that probably around May. So pretty much after Q2 earnings, you should kind of have an idea of where companies are specifically. Okay. So that's that's mm-hmm. my that's my take on it.
4: So Mark and Mo, I'm going to come back to you here in a minute. That okay. I want to go to Christopher Bush. I met Mr. Bush here in Atlanta. Uh, back there uh, last year and he serves a particular type of clientele and Chris. So can you just tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in the market as far as what your clients are asking you? I mean, you don't, have, of course, no personal information, but just an overall vision of what you can share with us with the clientele of people that you are working with.
5: Yeah, I think it's, it comes from a, um, a full aspect of what they're asking right now. Um, it really depends on the type of client. Like when I, when it comes to business owners right now, the, the biggest thing for business owners that when I'm speaking to them about their full financial plan is say, like, okay, Chris, we understand that this is going to be a, a three, five, or ten year play when it comes to our mm-hmm. overall portfolio. However, they're looking for seeing okay, what can we do now in this next one to two years to adjust? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, we mm-hmm. saw last year when energy and um, um uh, energy stocks and you know different that's the, that was really the main sector that performed well last year for most mm-hmm. companies but what we found out there's mo- a lot of people not just my clientele but just in an industry um that they didn't have a lot of diversification in other outside of tech or outside of growth or you know mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of value companies inside their portfolio so what what I'm really focused on for my clientele now is okay You know, we did a decent job in 2022, managing the volatility, managing our risk. However, what we got to do better this year is making sure we have a lot better diversification. Right. Um, You know, when I say that, I'm not I'm not just saying that we're going to be in a thousand different companies, but we got to look at the sectors that also perform well during today's market. Right. It's going to be a volatile market for the next. You know, I I would say, and honestly, until um, 2024, we're going to sustain some type of volatility. So we need to make sure that we have um, uh, assets in place that's going to perform well. Right, so that's what I'm looking at from a business standpoint. Um, Then, I would say from people that are retired, right? A lot of my clients are over the age of fifty-five. They're looking, okay, what can we do protect? What can we do to preserve the capital that we have? But also, I don't want to lessen my income that I'm getting on a monthly basis, right? I don't think we talk about a lot how to understanding, you know, accumulation. All right, how to get to a two million, three million. million dollars in our portfolio, but I don't think we have enough conversations of us talking about, okay, now that we uh, accumulated a a massive wealth, right, or maybe some some of my clients are 55 or 65 years old, okay, Mm -hmm. how do I start distributing income? right? What's the best order? What accounts should I touch first, right? Should I touch my raw? Should I touch my touch my non-qualified accounts, right? Should I understand, okay, when should I touch my IRA? Go understand my pension. When should I take Social Security? So with the market volatility right now, we got to look at all of those things to how can we make sure that our income doesn't get affected during these uh, volatile times. And again, it's, I would say until 2024, like how are we gonna manage that? So I think a lot of my clientele is that's what we're primarily focused on is income and um, preservation of capital. Um and making sure we're properly diversified in the market that's gonna give us returns um that is um that's gonna be, you know, kinda of non correlated with the market right now.
4: Thanks. That's yeah, that that's that's pretty much what I thought, Chris. I mean, look, I'm I'm at that point in my life where, you know, four or five more years, I'm out of corporate America, you know, yep. and, I, and I'm and I'm gonna go sit on the beach somewhere and do nothing, you know, well, something but We'll, we'll figure that one out. But I, I want to go to Mark and Mo, because you guys, when, you know, when I look at your show and how you handle your show and your thought pattern compared to what kind of what Chris just said, kind of what, you know, Mark Monroe just said, you have a little different twist on how you handle your day to day and your week to week. So I'm going to go with Mo first because, Mo, I want to hear from you. And if you had to say for the next three months, what are you going to concentrate on? And then Mark, I'm gonna to come to you and hear your twist on what Mo just said. Then I'm gonna to come to the oh. Panther and Abby and then Brian, I got something special for you. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go Mo, what you got? So, so
6: from a trader's point of view, I would say you have to be very cautious with this market. We are in a consolidation phase. Um, so a lot of this is algos taking out a lot of day traders. Um, about 55% of volume that's coming into SPX every single day, uh, it's zero day. So if you don't know your levels and if you're not patient, you're out. So for me, the next three months is to monitor key levels and only trade when those key levels are broken. A lot of times what we're doing is we're looking for trend days Uh, But the market's giving ranges. And when the ranges are really small, you want to stay out of the market. And how I'm looking at is I'm waiting and watching for the first hour in the market and then deciding if I want to trade that day. And I've never done that. I'll actually say this out loud. This is one of the toughest market I've seen in the last four years um, for day traders. In terms of uh, what Mark Monroe said, it's clear we won't know anything till May. Right now we're hanging out around the 200 moving average. So if someone's excessively bullish or excessively bearish, they will lose a lot of money because we can get killed with, within consolidation. And I'm talking options point of view, I'm not talking stocks, Op- stocks don't have theta. just mm-hmm. strictly option speaking. If you don't know um, the levels, the best part right now is to see if we hold the 200 moving average or if we mm-hmm. bounce off of it. So the 4,000 level has been acting like a magnet. And this is where the CTAs, the funds, they're watching what the feds give us. And with the little information you have right now, I think um, Lawrence, Mark, they talk about vertical spreads. I think they're amazing. Selling premium mm-hmm. would work mm-hmm. in your favor at this point. Uh, but the next three months are going to take people that are great traders with bad traders out of the market. So. Just that's kind of what my point of view is. And okay. apart from that, in my opinion, the pain, and I'm talking risk reward, the pain is on the downside. If we break the 200 moving average, that's the CTA sell level. I think that's when they're going to start selling and the FOMO will turn into fear. Um, quick example, we saw what happened with NVIDIA. Um, I think it was... Uh, uh, 10 billion mark yep. monroe you know i'm saying his full name because we have another mark um you, so just, call me, you
0: just call me you just call me m squared okay <laughs>
6: m squared knows that that delusion is a joke it's not a big delusion for a company as big as nvidia but did you see what happened it dropped i think um the new just 30 minutes before the news it dropped eight points after the news another three points that news mm-hmm. is not big enough it's an equal thing when apple said their uh demand is slowing down, which wasn't a big, it was just a statement not backed up by good resources. What that's telling you, that's telling you the fear in the market and people with shaky hands. These aren't investors that are accumulating on big position. These are people that don't want to miss out the bottom, but when they see Mm -hmm. a bad news, they're just dropping. So that's sort of what I'm looking for.
4: Okay. Yeah. And that kind of plays into what Christopher Bush was saying about accumulation. Like I said, a lot of people are just in accumulation phase right now. And, and, you know, I, I understand that. So, mark mr uncultured in your theme of how you invest in trade right now what are you looking at for the next three months
2: So on the investing side, I continue to do what I've been doing, which is with full disclosure, I just invest into the SPY and the QQQ. SPLG specifically, the little baby sister of SPY, is what I invest into pretty much every month, usually during the fourth week or the third week, whenever I see like a massive pullback, then I buy them. And I also have a dividend portfolio where I invest into as well, individual stocks. But for the most part, I don't go heavy on anything because of this current sentiment. Um, I still think short term, we're going to be bearish overall. So I don't see no reason to continue to try to buy a dip. I feel like everyone's been talking about buying a dip for the past year and a half and eventually you're going to run out of money. I did not do that. I waited until I felt comfortable at certain levels. So I think people need to start strategizing and figuring out where they feel comfortable at buying. And if you have the money and if you're willing to buy hundred shares to start doing uh, cash secure puts, which I think is a great strategy, especially like if you think that Apple's going to go down to 130 and you're okay with buying at 130, start doing cash secure puts and at least collect that money. It may not ever go down to 130, but at least you have an opportunity to start collecting money on the trading side in the short term. And um, I'd rather just wait to start actually dollar cost averaging in the shares I already have when I see a clear direction, not this FOMO environment, uncertainty. Right. I'm just not a fan. Like I said, everyone's been saying buy the dip for a year and a half. I don't know why. I think a lot of people ran out of money. And I think at this point, it's just better to sit and wait. i rather miss the bottom and catch going up versus trying to continue to buy a falling knife. Okay.
4: Thank you. For that. That, that's a really good synopsis there. I like that. So Lawrence, my question for you is now you've heard what everybody had to say. <laughs> and the reason I'm going to pick on you, number one, you're the youngest on this uh, platform. But I've seen how you move with the people that you teach Mm -hmm. and I know you just got done doing a big event here this past week, you know, with a lot of, uh, ladies. Mm -hmm. So what type of questions are you getting? And then what advice are you getting from that you're giving to them right now on what to do for the rest of this year? or If you just look at the next three months, how are you looking at the market right now?
7: Yeah. Great question. So. You know, for one, uh, I would say that a lot of the questions that I've gotten is, you know, is the bottom end. There was a lot of people that felt like there were certain stocks, hence NVIDIA and Tesla. Um, and there's some other names as well, too, that people feel like they missed out on. So that's mm-hmm. probably the number one question that I've been getting the past two months is, hey, did I did I miss this? Did I miss this? Mm-hmm. And I ultimately think that, you know, none of us truly know the answer. So I, what Mark said, I think is is so true um you know we've seen certain stocks come down but they've came off of lows but those could just be rallies from lows right now the things that I've been telling people um not just for this year but I also started telling them this last year but I'm reiterating it this year it's hey you may need to get an extra job right because you increasing your income during this time period right is going to allow you to be able to have more money to invest in the spots that you like. So that's the number one thing. You need to have more capital. And that covers the point that Mark made. He said, yo, a lot of people ran out of money. And um, that's a reality because I get the DMs, I get the questions and I could could literally see it, right? Um, So what he's saying is very true, but you're gonna need to be able to hedge your lifestyle, number two, right? Going into the end of the year, you need to be able to hedge your lifestyle, cut back on expenses so you actually have money to actually invest. And then also I will focus on areas of the market that have kind of been beaten down or ignored because eventually those are the areas when institutions want to start picking at things. Right. Has anybody noticed that Bitcoin and Ethereum are up over 50 percent this year? And but yet I don't see that ran on CNBC. No. So so my thing is, is that I'm fo- telling people to focus on the areas that are not talked about. Focus on the areas that are quiet. I think you'll see a resurgence in IPOs. Um, I know Mark Monroe has talked about SPACs in the startup world. We'll see some stuff. I'm excited for some new IPOs that will be coming out soon. Um, but I just think there's ultimate opportunity in this. You know, the market contracted so your dollars go farther in a down market. So okay. I just love people to focus on if a stock was 400 but it's now 200, understand you can buy more of that stock at 200. And this is really just a long-term game. And, you know, primarily most of my strategy when it comes to the trading side is selling options. You have pretty much probably everybody here knows that, you know, I'm a big seller of calls all my portfolio. Um, and then I love to do what the strategy that Mo talked about is selling cash secure puts, because if I know I want to buy a stock, why not get paid for it? So that's my reality is um you know doing those strategies over and over again when the market is trading choppy like it's been mm-hmm. this is just like beautiful you just press a button and you sell an option you come back at the end of the week and it's it's it, it lights out so for all the people that want to buy weekly options I just tell them keep buying them because I'm gonna keep selling them that's bottom line
4: thanks a lot appreciate that now that kind of leads into Mr Brian Colette. I was going to go to Abby next but you kind of hit on something that's near and dear to mark monroe's heart my heart you know startups vcs ipos so brian in your world right now what are you hearing what are you seeing what 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 is what is the the feel in the market and the thirst for new companies to start
8: right so a lot of the panelists already kind of touched on this. Um, in the tech space, especially with publicly traded companies, there's this focus on revenue and mm-hmm. skewing more away from innovation. You kind of see that with Meta's strategy about charging people for the blue verified check, mm-hmm. whereas previously they were spending $3 billion a year on Oculus. Mm-hmm. However, with that, focused on revenue. They're now looking to kind of the startup space and a lot of these large publicly traded companies are looking for acquisitions. Um, so a lot of the innovation we're gonna see over the next probably year and a half with a lot of these big tech publicly traded companies are gonna come through acquisitions. We've seen that with Microsoft's you know, acquisition, our huge cash injection of uh chat GPT or OpenAI. AI. Um, also, you know, all investors the thing that's keeping a lot of investors tongue moist is uh, ai ai AI. Mm-hmm. almost all uh, ideas that are getting funded have some component of ai either generative ai um you know mm-hmm. we're also seeing that this has really become an investor's market what i mean by that the past two three years you know startups have kind of a full run you know you can select who you want your, your gp to be which one you want to fund uh, to write you a check. Um, but right now investors have the upper hand. They're taking a longer time for due diligence. Uh, they're shifting through more deals. Um, they aren't as eager to pull the trigger and write checks. So they're actually being kind of selfish with their money, which you know a lot of cash um, is there's a cash crunch. So I know uh, Lawrence talked about you know retail investors needing additional jobs for liquidity. We're also seeing that in the VC world. Uh, Right now, in the VC world, if you look globally speaking, uh, everyone's going to the Middle East, uh, pretty much the Emirates, Saudi, the Gulf countries are the only countries that are really, truly sitting on true cash. Um, If you look at Asia, you look uh, throughout Lantan, North America, um, even Western Europe, you know, everyone's kind of strapped with debt. So a lot of big VC funds out of the Bay Area heading over uh, to the Gulf uh, to get cash injections um, and looking to get some liquidity uh, from those given markets. Um, but again, everything's super driven by AI, um, huge amount of innovation is going to be driven by acquisitions, but we traded companies Um, that's kind of the pulse uh, of the market at the kind of give up.
4: Thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah, that was, a, that was a really good explanation. Kind of what I'm seeing also. And, uh, you know, I talked to you, talked to Mark. I kind of see what's going on out there. But we're gonna we're gonna jump in, and know, and Jolene, I'm coming to you too because I got something for you. I've been I've been kind of thinking about knowing that you are the lady of leisure. But I'm I'm gonna jump into Abby right now, Abby. So we all know you are the tax lady. <laughs> I don't know what better time is to have you speak right now, knowing <laughs> that we are in the middle of tax season. Yes. And I've seen some of your posts and. One of the things that kills me is I can always tell when you had a client that did something that it shouldn't have done. <laughs> so what are you experiencing right now on the good side of the tax season? And then what are some of the bad things that you are, I'm not going to call them bad, things that we shouldn't be doing and preparing for the next year of taxes? Because it's too late now for 2023 almost, well, for 2022, so it.
3: Okay, awesome. I would say, and it's funny how I'm last. You know why? Because after y'all make all this money, it's the tax money.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I left you last. (laughs) That's
3: why I left you last. and then let, they let chris speak first right because chris makes your money exactly <laughs> and then y'all go to the tax lady <laughs> but that's okay. One of the. i would say um what i'm seeing that is really um uh, really good right now um especially for traders um small businesses is that some of you got the picture right budgeting is so important so um just like Lauren said um cutting um cost is going to be very important in the next um two three or even four quarter um so i would say budgeting has been something that i've been really really implementing when it comes to our small businesses when it comes to our traders you know a um, couple of years ago we were making millions in the stock market and then in a year we would be broke reason why is because we didn't really have a good relationship with money so um one of the two things that i'm really implementing in my community is the relationship of money, how to budget, um, how to cut costs, because cash flow is decreasing, right? And as cash flow decrease, we need to also look into budgeting. Um, what I'm finding that is, um, um, that's becoming really a headache, I would say, is we still don't understand the idea that taxation is throughout the year. Taxation is not at the end of the year. And one of the biggest um, point when it comes to taxation is tax planning. So it's so important throughout that mid year. um, I'm saying, hey, if we're projecting that you're going to have a high tax liability, I need you to see Christopher. We need to talk about, you know, pre-tax contribution. We need to move this money. And if we're looking at you're projecting a low tax um, liability, then we need to look into budgeting. So I would say tax planning is such a big key when it comes to year, um, um, throughout the year, when it comes to taxation. Two things I would probably say, um, traders, that one of the things that I'm seeing is that, our day traders are making a lot of money, but then they're really paying IRS back 60, 70, even $100,000 because they didn't plan throughout the year. Now they have a high tax liability. They're not moving that money into pre-tax contribution. They're not trading. They're trading under a social instead of an EIN, and they're getting upset. And that's, again, there's no tax planning. So you do need a Christopher in your life. You do need a tax person in your life throughout the year that is looking at your financial reports and that is saying, okay, these are the choices you have. These are the decisions you need to make and not wait till December 31st.
4: No, Abby, that was great. And that was the reason I brought you on last because, you know, what I'm seeing and, you know, you know, Mark and I talk about this, you know, I to talk to Lawrence some time and, you know, Lawrence just goes straight, you know, That's just cap, you know, and I see people out here posting all of these games, you know, they're making all this money, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to question any other person's account, you know, but Photoshop is a wonderful thing. But anyway, um, I I look at it and I just say to myself, you know, no one is it smart to be posting all of this, you know, I'm making 400,000, a million dollars, you know, online for everybody to see number one. (laughs) Number two, from a tax perspective, and maybe you and Kristen kind of double team on this and just say, you know, if you are somebody who's that good, I'm not going to question anybody, you know, and how good they've gotten over the last four or five years. But if you're making four or five million dollars, all of a sudden day trading or more. okay, how do you keep the majority of your money? Because if you're just trading every day, you know, and you end up at the end of the year making that kind of money, how do you keep it? And that give 50% back to the tax man. Exactly. So, Chris yeah. or Abby, anybody can help us with that one.
8: I would. Um, have right. further thoughts. Could I interject if you don't mind? Yes. So you, you touched on something and uh, this has nothing to do with financial. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it does have to do with financial preservation and your safety. Okay. Um, it is very dangerous. Um <laughs> to be posting your wins. I've actually been warning, Mark, you can attest this, I've been warning you for the past three years um, not to post your gains online uh, for several reasons that you touched on Uncle Charles. One being taxation. If you're ever audited, the IRS looks at all your social, right? So they're like, hmm, here it says that you only gained $100,000 in your portfolio, but according to IG, where are the other $2 million that you're hiding? Exactly. Oops. Part two, and Uncle Charles, you live in you live in a Lawrence. You live in Atlanta. Yep. The follow home robberies are real. Sandy yep. Springs. You yep. have several people in Atlanta. Yeah. You have people in LA right now. It's having a huge issue. They had over two hundred and thirty follow home robberies. And what that is, yep, is that you check into a nice restaurant. You go down on Drive. You're chilling in Melrose. You're yep. spending a certain amount of money in yep. the LV store. The people that work, the security guards at the store, man, Thank someone you. has bought you know ten thousand dollars worth of bags. This is the car that they drive. Uh someone valets that car in a nice restaurant in LA. They'll put a little air tag on the car, I'm like, all right, I dropped it on the car. You know, they're drunk. And then the goons of whomever is out waiting for you to exit, getting your car half drunk and people are following you home and sticking you up this is not a cap right. <laughs> you could go on youtube you can search la news you can search atlanta They arrested about yeah. 16 guys in Atlanta and at sandy hills that were targeting mm-hmm. social media influencers yeah, yeah. etc et so not only is it dangerous from a tax perspective because the irs will go you, they will go on your social they will pull that that will come up in the court documents for your audit and then b right. the streets are watching one thing that happened during COVID. Is that common criminals became less common? They actually became very sophisticated. Mm. They're getting all these tutorials on the dark web on how to hack, on how to scam, on how to do fraud. They're mixing that now with technology, but they still got the same fearlessness that they once had before COVID. So, again, just a caveat to the viewers I've been warning people for two to three years. Now, this is really coming full circle you know yeah. people are even losing their lives so you don't get anything yeah. from this conversation about wealth preservation how about some self-preservation and be smart with what you're sharing
4: for sure so, thanks yeah. thanks for that Brian glad, glad you broke in yeah now Chris go ahead I know you were gonna you were gonna say a little something about you yeah. know preservation and how we keep some of this money everybody's making you know you know five <laughs> ten fifteen twenty million dollars in a year so
5: how, do, how do we how do we do yeah, that? I think I think we're on the lines on the on the tax side. I think Abby kind of touched on it. You know, a, a financial plan doesn't start is not one day of the year. Right. Um, a financial plan is throughout the year. When we even look at corporations, we look forward to earnings season. Right. Well, mm-hmm. the, again, companies are reporting their their numbers throughout the year, every single quarter. We we they know exactly what day they're going to report, report earnings. I mean, they're they're going to have the, a, a big call. All the attorneys are going to come together. And you got to ask yourself, OK, am I managing my money like a corporation? right? We're, we're always in this space of trading, right? So we, we should be more attuned to what's going on as far as, okay, well, I understand the first quarter, we, you know, we got March, we're about to enter, right? So first yeah. quarter is almost over. So what does your overall financial plan look like? How, how much? If you made a bunch of money uh, trade. if you made $5 million trading, well, did you set aside 20, 25%, 30%? Honestly, right? 30% if you're trading it, right? If you're not using <laughs> uh, uh, specialized tickers that have, have more tax efficient, did you set aside that money in a separate account? right? Right. Are you you utilizing your different um, retirement strategies, right? So I think that's the part that we have to look at up front before you even say, okay, I know I'm going to make all this money, but what does your overall plan look like? And if you don't, that's when professionals do come in place. Like Everything doesn't have to be do-it-yourself, right? I know for me, I'm a financial advisor, but I actually have a financial advisor for me, right? Because there's some (laughs) things that I may overlook for me that that I need somebody else to make sure I'm looking over my back with my business. Does that make sense? It's not just the again michael jordan had a coach Uh, lebron has a coach so it's it's every single person needs great professionals around them to make sure they succeed well all right especially in this game abby anything you want to add to that
3: i mean i agree 100 percent. all my Mm -hmm. i have a cfo i'm an accountant i have a cfo um but if if you do have that mass um if you do have that much money i would highly recommend that you use stop um stop is considered of savings tax operation, um, um, S T O P and profit sharing. So you Mm -hmm. do actually have an account for taxation. You do have an account for saving. You do have an account for operation. You do have a path for profit sharing. So when you, use stop, um, at the end of the year, you're not so stressed. You already Mm -hmm. been either paying your taxes in a quarterly base or you actually have a tax, account so that okay. at the end of the year you're able to actually just pay your taxes so I highly recommend using stock.
4: Great great so now we're going to go to the queen of the show Miss Jolene GC
3: hey, hey,
4: and my question to you as being the lady of leisure
1: <laughs> <Yes>. the first <laughs> okay the first. <laughs> I was waiting for it I was like
4: excuse okay. me, the first lady of leisure the past six 12 months. What's been the heaviest on your mind seeing what's going on in the market knowing that you became this lady of leisure and what have you had to kind of adjust in your life if anything Mm -hmm. as you see inflation is high you hear people complaining about shopping and going places and things are just you know through the roof What, what are you observing out there and What would you give back to the people that you would say here's the piece of advice that I will leave you with?
1: Excellent question, Uncle Charles. Well, first of all, as the first lady of leisure, the way that I relate to the market wealth building is from the perspective of leisure for me Mm -hmm. personally. Um, So leisure defined is the opportunity afforded by free time to do something right. But the refined definition of leisure is. Opportunity afforded by who our ancestors mm-hmm. to um, the freed up time like, what are we doing with our freed up time? Well, during our freed up time, you create value. Hold that thought, mm-hmm. I'll get back to that. And then, um, third, to do something um, it's either to do something or to be someone. So, that is like creating value aligned with um, the truth of who you are. So, for me, seeing this market. How it is and how it's been over the past six, 12 months is not phasing me because my source is not in the market. So what I mean by that is um, I told you to hold that thought on creating value. So for me, creating value, the three main ways to create value um, within the context of leisure is one, um, investing. So that's one option. Mm -hmm. And that can be investing in other businesses that can be investing in yourself. And obviously that could be investing in the market, whatever vehicle, you know, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, two, it's um, having your own business. So having a vehicle for your creativity and your creative Mm -hmm. expression. And then three, um, it would be um, laboring intentionally. So many people, you know, just labor. There's no intention Mm -hmm. behind it. You're just out there working because that's what you think you got to do. And Mm -hmm. for me personally, I am in a different paradigm, right. many may be in a labor paradigm. I'm in a leisure paradigm. So things are different for me. So some of those adjustments that I've had that I've not even had to make, but I've had the opportunity and choice to make mm-hmm. is under creating value. So my focus has been on creating value. Um, mm-hmm. and what that looks like is, um, looking, taking stock of like, okay, so over these past six to 12 months, like what have I, what have I learned? What are these lessons? Mm -hmm. And, you know, lesson has two S's. When I see S's, I just think dollar signs. So lessons is spelled L E dollar sign, dollar sign O N with another, you know dollar sign at the end lessons. Okay. So that's money right there. So for me, it's been more so about, um, using my gifts and talents, um, Mm -hmm. for accumulation. Now the market is going to do what the market is going to do. Right. So for me, as the market was, um, you know, acting up, (laughs) uh, the shift became more so about, okay, taking those assets that, you know, generated so much during those, you know, 2020 and whatever. um, And where is that going to be? Where are those dollars going to um, shift? So now it's in other businesses. It's okay. in like my own whatever whatever projects that I mm-hmm. have going on. So the adjustments really have been in this mindset shift from labor to leisure, which I've been on, on this leisure side for quite some time. And so mm-hmm. when I see these markets doing what they're doing, it doesn't phase me. It doesn't shake mm-hmm. me. The only thing that's going to happen really is that I'm going to make more money. Like that's period like that was decided. I always say that money is inevitable. Once yes. your wealth consciousness expands to a point, it's just like money is going to be there. So even mm-hmm. if the market is doing something, the wealth is inside of me. I'm the wealth. Yeah. I am wealth. So when Love I
4: talk,
1: like I'm talking right now, this is a billion yeah. dollar conversation. Money, yeah. money, money. When I talk, the way I talk is all money centered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's wealth centered. So if I get into that realm where the market you know again is not doing what i wanted to do it doesn't phase me yeah i can see i can see red in a portfolio but when i think about how i started with under ten thousand dollars and grew that like what like how like why would why would i trip if i did it once i could do it again and again and again and then you know, what other thing is that also impacts that is just like, I'm not doing this mm-hmm. just for me. Mm-hmm. So whatever I do multiplies. Okay. Like what, what did God say? He was talking about those manifold blessings, the kind of blessings that you, they're so big, you got to fold them. Yeah, like That's the realm that I, that I'm in. So when mm-hmm. I do something, I know that it's going to impact somebody else and then that's gonna impact somebody else. Like Mark and I, we you know, we used to always say we're closing the racial wealth gap, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're working on. And it's right. like, well, hold up, you know, cause now we, you know, we had to sit back and think about it. Does that really make sense for us to be doing? Well, no, it doesn't. First of all, we didn't cause the racial wealth gap. That's not our right. mess to clean up, right? And right. so, and this is all the, in the context of creating value. So the value's not there. If you focus on, you know, the gap, That's all you're going to see is the gap, the gap, the gap. You're going to see deficits. You're going to see debt. You're going to see lack. You're going to see inadequacy. You're going to see all those things. But the shift really gets to um, come to building a wealth ladder. We are building rungs on a ladder. And I was talking to a really good friend of mine, and this was just before this, you know, a couple hours before going live. And we were talking about, like, when you build a ladder, Mm. other people can go on that ladder it's not just you so thinking about the market is and what it's doing i'm um, like to put it quite frankly is beneath me i don't have time for that like i see it i see what's going on but there are other there are other wrongs there are other things there are so many ways to create money money is everywhere money is inevitable so you know that's how i feel about it. uncle charles thanks for the I,
4: I i i appreciate that and you just uh said more than a bar uh and what I love about this group, you know, I'm looking at, you know, all these faces on here. And, smell like uh, money in the room. I, it does. I, I see money all over this room, you know. You know, I, I look at Mo, Mo. Mo hair is never out of shape, man. You can tell he just got a fresh cut. Ever. Face, you know. Ever. <laughs> you know, Abby always got the hat tilted just right, you know. You know Lawrence look like i'm always just thinking about money everybody you know chris that you know that million dollar smile you know he's just sitting up here yeah i'm just counting you know more and more money coming in so i love the way you know we put this together you know brian is going to help lead us in the future here when we get back into ipo land but mark what i want to do is bring it back to you i know we only got about you know 15 minutes left Just what what's next? I mean, we're going to continue the executive education, uh, you know, for the rest of this year, which which I I really appreciate. This has been great. I feel like I'm back at Duke, getting my MBA all over again, you know. So I I I can definitely take this refresher course that you and Jolene are giving us. But you got you know you got the Panther on Monday. You 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 got you know Mark and Mo bringing us you know stuff you know on Thursday. And what kills me about Thursday, they pre-recorded their show. And people actually thought they would lie for a moment (laughs) till Mark had to say, we already talked about this. (laughs) It's pre-recorded. That's why it's perfect. Yeah, I'm going to call you out because it was a perfect show.
0: (laughs) He's going guns blazing tonight. Okay.
4: (laughs) Bam. Great show though. Okay. But... As we go into 2023, Mark, what else you gonna be dropping, man? Cause I hear, you know, some rumbles that there's some other stuff coming, you know, and I hear that Thanos glove popping and what you got for it? Like,
0: well, you know, the Thanos glove has multiple has has multiple gems on it. So like if we're looking at in perspective, you know, there's like X amount of like what is it, six infinity stones on here? And so, you know, the goal is is that essentially that we take up six days worth of value. And then of course, kind of like rest on a Sunday mm-hmm. for everybody to just be able to relax and kind of like just debrief and everything else. We can keep All it right. here on, on on the screen as it is. Uh, so that way everybody can see everybody because I like seeing everybody's faces. Um, and so here's what's coming, you know, because you've already known about the three shows that are already in existence right now. But there are two other shows that are coming. One, cool. uh, the cap table, which will be hosted by none other than Mr. Brian Clayette. We expect that to be taking place, I think this month, am I correct, Brian? This month we will launch the cap table, uh, kind of all things startup, angel investing,
8: Um, and it's a bit of a double entendre because we know Mm -hmm. what it means to cap, but the the cap table is kind of the source of truth, uh, meaning that it shows all the shareholders, you know, when those shares are vested, you know, how Mm -hmm. much equity they actually, um, own in said company and what valuation they buy into that company um, so uh, again just you know as we intersect to Lynn's point you know the only way to get money is not from the stock market there are a million ways to make a million dollars so the idea here is to kind of introduce the family the cousins into the private sector um, so you make your money way before the company even goes public um, and it's huge amounts of returns that you had there. Um, just for an example of a context, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the author, Tim Ferriss, um, mm-hmm. multiple New York best bestselling, Times, uh, best-selling um, books. I think he's published about five uh, bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers. Um, he made more money off his $25,000 Uber investment than he did all his book growth sales. I think he took a $25,000 investment and grew it to 25 million when they went public. Uh, However, it took about seven, eight, nine years uh, to get that return, just imagine taking 25,000 and having to be 25 million in a matter of eight to nine years. Uh, So the huge amount that we haven't even touched on um, as we add additional rung to this wealth building ladder um, is the private market. So that's where the cap table will be bringing in founders uh, that look like you and I, melanated founders, female founders, black and brown founders, uh, hearing their stories. Um, You know some of their trials and tribulations uh, that they go through as founders to try to raise capital We also, you know, will give some exposure to some of these businesses and maybe give some opportunities for annual investing on some of those uh, opportunities so very excited about the cap table um, and and Without further ado,
0: Mark, I think there's another show that we're going to be adding to the portfolio as well. To talk about that. Yes, it, yes, I am. So the other show that we're bringing to the table, and I think that they get started if not tomorrow uh, this week. I think it's this what tomorrow. It? Am I correct? Am I? Is it tomorrow or is it next week? I, I don't want to pull the the cat out of the bag. So Which please correct me if I'm wrong. But we <laughs> okay. <laughs> so without further ado, we're bringing Abby and Chris uh together to co-host a show called the red line uh chris and abby do you guys want to talk a little bit about that show like you know what what should we expect from such a show like the red line
5: you don't mute chris okay cool so i think abby's waiting for me to talk huh um so I think, <laughs> <laughs> she was like i'm not saying nothing until he says something right um so i think you know i think our show is going to be powerful man um it's really going to be a combination two worlds coming together uh, with her uh, from a tax standpoint, me from a financial planning standpoint. And um, I really want to take people through that full journey, right? Everybody, you know, we talk so much about trading stocks and we we talk so much about what to pick, but what does your asset allocation look like? What does your overall plan looks like? Uh, what does financial independence look like for you, right? And again, we all talk about those as like kind of like catchphrases, but there actually needs to be a plan in place for you actually to do that, right? There's steps that you have to go through. Um, there, there's things that you need to have in place, not just with your, your stocks, but what about for insurance going over trust, how mm-hmm. trust fit into your plan, going over how real estate fits into everything, right? Guys, there, there's so many things from a financial planning standpoint that I work with my clients that I need to share with you guys so we can be better equipped to make sure that we can last through the any difficult times, right? Everything mm-hmm. is great during a bad, bad market are then a great market Then a bull market right everything is great during the bull market we're all making money where everybody is excited but so it, it really it really thinks about in 2022 this is when you really needed a financial plan right this is when you really needed steps in place right so that's what i want to bring to the show um every single week is as we're going to have some real keys that you can actually implement um from a from, from a financial planning standpoint and then of course abby she's going to kill it on a tax side and she can kind of talk about what she plans to bring
3: um, I'm looking forward to um, literally collaborating with Chris and making sure that you guys actually have the full package. Um, so if you have a, um, a tax accountant, a tax strategist, and you have a financial planner, you you pretty much have an amazing package, and mm-hmm. and that's what um, us two gonna bring into the table to educate you guys, and not just um, we're not trying to make you a financial planner or an accountant, but we, we're going to bring some awareness. Um, it's important to understand um, your tax return when, when your accountant completes them. It's, it's important to understand what's in front of you, not just signing documents and, and, um, and getting audits, not even understanding why you got audits. So um, I think um, Chris and I are going to really going to bring fire to you guys. I hope y'all ready. We ain't playing.
0: <laughs> now
3: that's what I like to hear. I want to
0: speak on I want to speak on something though, real quick because we're in the last five minutes yeah. and, you know, I want to hit this like, you know, and you guys know me well enough to know, like there's been a lot that's been said within the community or within the culture or across different media platforms and everything else. So I'm going to and you guys know I like, I say what I say and I move on and I, you know, I, I definitely have to give a huge shout out to Mark for definitely putting forth, you know, the content on his channel, where he talked about, like, you know, some of the things in which that we see, which can either be predatory or culture vulture. And so here's what I'm gonna say, and feel free if anybody else wants to like, you know, if this becomes a a short discussion. But here's what I'm gonna say. And I can only speak on behalf of me, and I can only speak on behalf of what is it that we are building here at the Come Up series. What we believe is that in each and every single one of these individuals that you see on this screen, uh, we don't know if Uncle Charles will have his own show on the Come Up series or not. So, you know, he's, you know, <laughs> you never know. Uh, <laughs> but here's what we believe here. And every single one of them will tell you, they all have the same conversation with me when they first come onto to the Come Up series or when they join the Come Up series family. It's about one educating each and every single one of you whether you're at home or wherever you are and making sure that we consistently try to bring value to you that you can literally go forth and either put into knowledge or actually put into action that is always and forever our purpose here at the Come up series Mm -hmm. and i've always and i've said this before where if you need to look at other sources there's nothing wrong with having multiple sources Mm -hmm. like for example there's other great channels out there like You know, the Plain Bagel, where he definitely keeps it very simple, very plain. Other platforms like that. And then, of course, uh, Shadows from Above. Uh, He also does a pretty good, he also does some pretty good content as well. The reason why I say this is, is because of the fact that, you know, if you ever need to look for anywhere else, start here and look at that as whenever you look towards anything else, compare it as it pertains to the standard. We don't charge you for anything. We don't have a problem with people like having people charge for their time because we understand that they put a lot of time and effort and energy into what they do. But you got to we got to get to this point now where and this is no shade towards people who are entertainers or rappers, athletes, because, you know, by all means, you put your time and effort and energy towards whatever whatever it is that you do. And I strongly believe that they can also do other things in life and become great at those things as well. Mm -hmm. but stop looking towards just because of the fact that they have a celebrity, a celebrity endorsement does not mean that it spells out success for you in the future. You know, look at it as it pertains to the true value that's coming through. And also you do the same thing every day that you go shopping or when you have to either go buy a house or when you have to make a strong financial decision on behalf of your family. You have to look at it in the sense of is what I'm paying is what I'm paying for. Does it provide the necessary value that will ultimately either equate to or essentially will it not equate towards what is it that I'm paying? Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about the person who spends, let's say, eight hours and they accumulate X amount of dollars, but then you go spend it towards something. Now, does that will that equate towards, say, for example, what your job can produce or not? Mm -hmm. And so. I always say like, keep the main thing, the main thing until the other thing can supersede the main thing. If you understand and read between the lines of what I said there, when the main thing is the main thing, that's kind of like the rat race that everybody's trying to get out of. When that side thing can supersede the main thing, that's the passive income that can supersede the main thing. And so when you have folks out there that are literally giving you tons of eloquent speech or giving you tons of you know, just throwing in oh, well, we have this rapper on stage or we have this and everything else. Look beyond that, look towards the actual value, look towards the actual details as it pertains to what is it that they're giving you. Because, you know, Jolene and I will tell you, we don't bring a bunch of celebrities here on our channel. We don't do that. We bring people who are willing to come onto this channel that are willing to actually teach you something, that actually brings forth value. Uncle Charles, you asked, what's the future of the Come Up series? With all this that's coming forth, you know, my goal is, is that I would love for there to be a fund later on down the road where people can actually have access, people who look like us all on this stage right now, Mm -hmm. that people who look like us can literally be able to invest in those companies at their early stages. You know, Brian said it best, the person that put in X amount of dollars towards a company and then seven to eight years later, now they're a millionaire now they're like able to do multi-million dollar deals Mm -hmm. and i've seen that happen on multiple different occasions by reading news and seeing it happen for other people as well as Mm -hmm. like seeing what's happened within my own particular case and i Mm -hmm. want that to be for everybody else but how do we get there it starts here by having Mm -hmm. a core foundation and look at what you're getting you know monday night take you get strong trading information and investment information as well as economic data and then pretty mm-hmm. soon also getting in not only the economic data, but you also get jobs data that like, yes. where are the jobs at? Where does the money reside? Yes. Then you got the come up series, which, you know, like, yeah, we, we are all about like literally that elevated education. Like mm-hmm. it's always about in the sense that we're going to challenge you. Our goal is to make your head hurt. So that way, essentially, it's like, OK, hey, that that brain is actually moving forth in those muscles that you can actually apply it either at your job or when you're looking at your next move. And also when you either start your own company, you know exactly what to do, you know what to look for. And even as an investor, when you look at financial advisement and taxes, now you actually have an idea and a blueprint of how to move. When you look at like having those discussions on a Thursday with Mark and Mo, now you get somewhat of an unbiased, not even somewhat, you get an unbiased opinion. You You get something from two different sides that literally starts to marry an idea together where you have either a bearish or bullish side where it's not one sided. You know, that's something that we look at that's well run. And when we bring on a person like Brian to look at startups, that's opportunity. Right. You know, think about it. The last startup that we brought onto the show raised a million dollars in capital because of what they did here on this show. Hmm. So there is value here because of the fact that we do not sling any BS. We're going to challenge and we're going to make sure that whatever comes onto the show is 100% pure value in education. We're not here on that vulture play. We're not here on all that other stuff that you hear about on social media. For me, all that stuff is for the birds. I've kept pretty quiet within the shadows as it pertains to what's happening, you know, because of the fact is we're not that type of, Channel, we're not that we're we're not that type of network. What we are about is making sure that you at home, you the viewer, have the opportunity to learn and also execute moving forward.
4: No, Mark, that, that is great, and uh, I know we're at time. Uh, I, I like to respect Jolene's time. I know it's dinner time, you know, on, on the West Coast. So you know. <laughs> She's giving me the look, so I'm trying to be as expeditious as possible. And the other thing I like about having Brian on the show, we're going to learn some big new words, too. Because, you know, when that man speaks, he's so eloquent, you know, when he's speaking. So I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, Mark and Mo, I'm just going to say this, man. You know, um I i knew Mark, you know, I- I'm now, i now, you know, watching Mo. I-, I love what you guys bring to the show. I love what everybody here is bringing. And I'm going to speak it into existence, Mark, what you just said. You know, I want to see us in these IPOs, you know, that Brian is talking about. I want to see us, you know, start a hedge fund or whatever it may be, you know, that that Chris may bring forward one day to help us get going. You know, know, I want those ladder rungs to be built, you know, that Jolene has has talked about, you know, so I'm going to- Hold on, hold
0: on. Is it one day? Is it one day, Chris? A hedge fund is one day going
1: to happen? It's going to happen on a (laughs) Wednesday. on a this Wednesday
0: <laughs> one day going to happen or does this already now exist hey we coming
4: okay you say we coming I'm gonna leave we're gonna leave okay. it at that and of course you know Abby's gonna always keep us in line with the taxes you know <laughs> to make sure we know how to keep our money and uh you know Lawrence is gonna keep us you know straight because like I said the first time I, I saw Lauren Lawrence was in little five points on the corner teaching people you know how to how to trade stocks on whiteboard so I was like wait a minute who is this guy out here teaching people how to do, do stock talk like this? So I want to say thanks for letting me host this tonight, Mark. I really appreciate it. Uh, there's some more money? things that I'm going to bring from a corporate perspective, you know, that, uh, that I'll be able to share here, you know, at a later date. You know, everybody uh, gets to their wealth a different way. You know, some people have been telling y'all to leave y'all jobs and stuff. But I can tell you right now, my 20 plus years in corporate has made me uh, and my family very comfortable. If you know how to do it you can do that okay but uh i'll turn it over to you mark to close the show or joe land and we'll go from there the corporate later.
0: thanks Vic. i appreciate it well <laughs> yo thank you guys so much for giving us your time your energy and of course your knowledge you know it's definitely invaluable I look forward to the wonderful things that you guys will you know, for the folks that have been here for a minute, I look forward to more great things in which you guys are producing you guys are doing a phenomenal job. And then on top of that, to the newcomers, I am really, really excited for what's going to be coming forth because I know that you are all excited to literally get it out there and to be able to teach people. And that's really where the real passion is and ultimately passion led us here um thank you so much for rocking with me and doing this every single week uh because and did you know that we actually just we just made it to our four year anniversary Mm -hmm. as it pertains to doing this like if you take in facebook time then that's officially been four years of us doing this so you know it's kind of cool um and being able to be on this journey with you it's been very much so well worth it and i thank you for pulling me out to like literally make this happen so shout outs to you jolynn always uh without further ado until next time be sure to like subscribe and comment down below and uh we'll see y'all in the next one peace y'all peace. Peace.